theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Man, so if you have your Bibles, I'm going to the book of John, chapter number 11. The book of John, chapter number 11. Um, and I'm going to be starting out of verse number 25. After that, I'm going to be going to verse number 43 and verse number 44. So John, chapter number 11, verse 25 is where I will start. I will give you a little bit of time to get it opened up there. All right, John chapter number 11, verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the resurrection and the life. Not only am I the one to resurrect and lift you up, but I'm the one that's about to give you life. He who believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Verse 43 and 44. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead, he that was dead came forth. And I'm going to stop right there. Now I'm about to preach to you today. And I want to preach to you on this subject, resurrecting a buried spirit. Resurrecting a buried spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel an expectation. I feel an anticipation. I feel, I feel almost a breaking in the atmosphere. I feel a change in the atmosphere and I'm prophesying into your atmosphere. I know a lot of y'all are watching online. I'm prophesying to the atmosphere of where you are sitting in your apartment or in your home. I'm declaring unto you in the name of Jesus Christ that you are about to walk out and walk through into something that you've only imagined that you could walk into. You are about to experience something beyond your imagination. God is fixing to tear it up, to blow it out, and God is going to come through for you today. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands right where you are? Would you lift your hands right where you're at? Heavenly Father, we love you. We worship you and we magnify you, Lord Jesus. I pray, Almighty Lord God, would you open the doors of heaven? Would you open the windows of heaven, Father? And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be a down pour of the presence of your spirit almighty God thy 
kingdom come into this place today, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray, Father, would you fill every single empty vessel? Would you fill every single person who is empty and hungry? Fill them overflowing with your spirit, Father, I pray. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that at the end of this service, I pray, Father, would you confirm your word with signs following in the apartments, in the homes, and in this building today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. If you are standing, you can be seated. If you're already seated, you're locked and loaded, ready to go. Here we go. Hallelujah. The Bible in John chapter number 11 talks about um, two women, Mary and Martha, and um, they had a brother whose name was Lazarus, and this Lazarus had become sick, and so Mary and Martha, they had sent out people to, to go and tell Jesus, and, and the exact words that they said to tell, they said, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there was uh, this Jesus that they had sought to be able to come and heal their brother. They knew that this Jesus was a miracle worker and they knew that Jesus was a friend of Lazarus. And, and so they, 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 they called for Lazarus to come. And when they called and they said, let them know, Lord, your friend is sick. Behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you today that just because you go to church and just because you talk to God and just because you try to live a right life and just because you've tried to turn your life around does not exempt you from the reality of life. There are going to be situations and circumstances in your life that will challenge you and will shake you to your very core. There will be times in your walk with God that will shake you and cause you to question and to wonder, am I in his perfect will? There will be challenges that will present itself to you that will make you wonder why is this happening in my life ladies and gentlemen can I tell you that the reality of life will show up and challenge you but can I tell you that it's when you walk with God is where you are able to stand and know of a surety that no matter what comes up against no matter what type of hell or hot water comes up and challenges my life I know that I have one who's walking with me who will never leave me who will never forsake me who will never let me drown he's there within the boat waiting for the very moment to step out to the bow and say peace be still 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I do remember, I remember we were, we were in the Philippines and we were going around and, and we were going up this mountain and you can look down through and there was this valley that we looked uh, down through and in the middle of this valley there was, it looked like a mountain. And as we were going, Pastor Arnell Romero, he told me, he said, Josh, do you know what happened? Down there, I said, no, let me know. He said, Josh, what happened was at, thank you, at one point, there was an earthquake that had gone right through the middle of this area. And, and the heart of the earthquake was in the midst of this massive valley that I looked out over and saw and what happened was there was a breaking within the earth that caused the heart of this valley to be broken and as I was driving and we were driving going up to Baguio I began to think and ponder about what I had just saw and what I just heard and and the Lord spoke into my heart and the Lord spoke to me and he said Josh mountains are formed where things are broken because over time where the breaking occurred in the valley there was what appeared now as a mountain but what had happened was where the earth was broken within this valley as time went on and the earth would move that broken earth two pieces would collide together and form a mountain I've come preach to somebody today I've come to preach to you today that your valley is not the end result of where you are going to be you're quaking and you're breaking within the valley is not where God is wanting to keep you in I've come to preach and I've come to declare that the breaking within the valley is not the end result because the breaking in your valley is just the means to cause your mountain to appear. Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that a valley is not the place where you live because God places us in valleys in order for us to see him do something that we've never done before. That's why God took Ezekiel and placed him in the valley of dry bones because he said Zeke I'm fixing to show you something that you've never seen before I'm fixing to light it up I'm fixing to do something that you've never ever experienced or seen I've come to declare that your valley is not where you're gonna stay at but your valley is about to be the birthplace of something miraculous that you've never seen or you've never experienced. You're about to walk up your mountain. You're about to experience the mountaintop of what God wants you to be in. He said, when Jesus heard what Mary and Martha had sent to him, he said, no, don't worry about it. 
because this sickness is not under death. I'm just fixing to do something that people could see my glory. I'm fixing to do something that's about to be a transformation and is going to be talked about and is going to be preached about all thousands of years down the road. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm fixing to tell somebody that God is about to step in. That God is about to transition you. That God is about to lift you and place you into something brand new. Your mountain is forming. Your mountain is forming. You're about to experience a brand new altitude. You're about to experience a brand new atmosphere. You're about to experience something where his glory is going to reveal hallelujah Jesus now sometimes God allows things to happen in order for us to see him differently that's what happened to Job you don't think so you know Job you look at what Job all went through at the end of it all Job looked and said Lord I've heard of thee by the hearing of my ear but now my eye seeth thee I've heard of you before but now I can see you differently I've heard of what you could do Oh, but now I've seen you do it. Come on now, somebody. God's about to show to you. God's, you've heard of what he could do. But now God's saying, I'm fixing to let you see what I can do. And so here we are. Jesus Mary and Martha had sent word for him to come. And there, Jesus waited. He waited for the right moment to show up. He waited for the right time to arrive. And as the time began to tick down, Mary and Martha, they were there holding their brother Lazarus. They were there holding him in their arms and they were there looking down the road, looking down that dusty road, waiting for Jesus to come walking down, waiting for the answer to prayer to show up, waiting for what their faith was declaring was about to happen, waiting for what they put their hope in and yet as the time on the clock of the life of Lazarus began to go down and down and down and reality had become to set in and there they hold in Lazarus and that very last breath that Lazarus took Mary and Martha crumpled to the ground holding Lazarus, wondering why didn't 
show up. And Mary and Martha, they took Lazarus. Pastor Akil, they carried Lazarus. They carried him into the tomb. And there they rolled the stone away. And they carried their brother Lazarus and they put him down into the tomb. And they got up and they turned around and began to go out. But Lazarus wasn't the only thing lying there that day. Because they had faith that God was going to show up. But Lazarus wasn't the only one who died. Because their faith in God that they had was put to death also. Their trust in God because they didn't take him to see a doctor. They didn't take him to go see a specialist. They didn't take him to anybody else. They believed that this Jesus was the answer. And there it was their faith. And there it was their trust that they had in God. And when when Lazarus gave up his last breath and died, there was the faith faith that they had there was the trust that Mary and Martha had in Jesus that crumpled on top of the body of Lazarus and when they carried Lazarus they carried the deadness of their faith and trust and when they walked into the tomb they were not just carrying Lazarus but they were carrying a crumpled wounded put to death faith and trust that seemed like that it was not going to turn around and when they put Lazarus down on that cold floor and they turned around to walk out there there was a part of the of their spirit there was a part of their faith there was a part of their trust that was never gonna come back that was never gonna come back to life again Mary and Martha said that's the last time that we put our faith and trust like that again I'll never open up I'll never allow allow myself to be so vulnerable again they walked out of that grave that day they walked out of that tomb and they took the stone and rolled it over the face of the cave and they said we'll never experience that faith and trust again Come on, somebody. I feel like the Lord's ministering right now. I feel the Lord ministering right now. I'm talking into people's lives right now. I'm talking to people who have experienced the same thing. There you were. You held your need. You held your need in your arms. And you had trust. You had faith. You believed. You called on him, believing that he would come. But yet he 
never showed up when you thought that he should have showed up. Your time frame of calling to him, your time frame of belief, your time frame of hope and trust was there calling to him, but he never showed up. And there you opened up a graveyard. There you opened up a graveyard within your heart and you said, I'm putting my faith, I'm putting my trust within there and I'm going to close it up so that nobody is ever able to hurt me the way, oh come on now somebody, am I preaching to somebody today? Pastor Akil, am I talking to somebody? I believe I'm in the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. That there you were. There you had the trust and faith. You opened up the grave and you buried it away. You opened up the graveyard within your heart and you put your trust and you put your faith inside. You opened yourself up once before and it seemed like that it was trampled on. It was broke down and you took it and you said this. There's no way I'm going to become vulnerable to anybody else ever again. I'm going to hide that part of me away so that nobody can hurt me again. And watch when Jesus all of a sudden comes walking to Mary and Martha. He, they, he came walking and there was Martha there waiting in verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Where were you, Jesus, in my darkest moment? Where were you, Jesus, when I I was so broken. I was so humiliated. I was so beat down with absolutely no hope in my life at all. Where were you, Jesus, when I was too weak to protect myself? Where were you, Jesus, when I was too young to stand up for myself? Where were you, Jesus, when I needed you so much, when my life was so broken and messed up and I called to you and you didn't come Jesus where were you there Jesus you see Martha had faith in Jesus in the time frame that her mind said that she could have. She had trust and faith within the time frame that she said that he had. And I, I, I feel a preach coming on me now. Jesus said, honey, if you only knew, I was fixing to take you into a valley because I didn't just want to step in. 
for you to hear about what I did for Lazarus. I'm fixing to take you into a valley that there might be a breaking, but I'm telling you that within the midst of your valley, you're going to see me do something that I've never done before. You're fixing to see something done in your life where you can't just say, I heard about what you've done. You're going to be able to say, I've seen what you've done. He said, Martha, don't you understand? Thy brother will rise again. She said, yeah, I know he's going to rise in the last day, in the resurrection of the last day. He said, Martha... You don't need to pre- you don't need to sit there and point to the resurrection of the last day because Martha I am the resurrection I am that which gives life to what is dead I am the one that will cause the resurrection to take place I am the one who is the totality of life in itself I am the one who believeth in me and if it was dead I will cause it to breathe and come back to life death has no power the grave has no power the enemy has no control over the power of my resurrection and he has stepped in to your valley to open up his mouth and say let there be life And so, there, Martha decided to go call Mary. Oh, Mary finds out Jesus is there. Mary's about to throw down. Oh, dude, it's on like Donkey Kong. About to throw down, it's about to get real. Mary, here she comes, the original female boxer. She she comes, and watch this now. Verse 32, verse 32. When Mary was come, she fell down at his feet. Fell down at his feet. Now watch this. The past was her focus. The past was her focus. Lord, watch this, verse 32. Lord, if thou would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. He said, oh, here we go now. About to do this all over again. He said, Mary, you need to understand I did not come here to argue. I came here so that you could see your mountain forming within the midst of your valley. Because Mary, I want you to know 
even though you might be experiencing something in the atmosphere of your valley. I want you to experience the atmosphere on top of what is gonna become after the shaking goes through your valley. Because I'm not wanting you to live and learn how to live in the brokenness of a valley. I'm wanting you to learn how to climb up what's gonna take place and what's gonna form after your valley has been quaked. After your valley has been shaken because uh, even though I'm causing Mary uh, your valley to shake uh, I'm only doing this to prepare for the mountain that's about to be formed uh, because it's not my intention for you to live in this atmosphere it's my intention uh, for you to live in the atmosphere up higher I want you to experience the mountain I I want you to climb the mountain. I want you to experience the victory that's on top of your quaking. You, you don't believe. Oh, I'm about to shut some of you up. You, you watch this. You remember the disciples? You remember the disciples? They were in the boat. The waves were going. The wind was blowing. The waves were going. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. The disciples were there. They were looking out. And all of a sudden, they're like, it's a ghost. Oh, no. Hey, that's Jesus. Man, the original billabong surfer coming down. Walking on the waves. Now watch this now. Peter. Jesus comes walking on top of the storm that was shaking their boat. What was he doing? He was showing to them that he had the divine authority over what was shaking them. Oh, but here's where it gets real, Pastor Akil. Here, Peter, he goes out. He looks, Jesus, if it's you, could you bid me to come? He said, oh, come on, dude. What does he do? He gets out of the boat and he starts walking. And all, all of a sudden, he looks down. Oh, dude, that which has brought fear in my life, that which has shaken me, that which has tormented me, that which has had me in grips and vices. Oh, dude, I'm walking on top of it right now because when you allow God to step in, God's saying, I'm going to give you the authority. I'm going to give you my power and authority and not only will I walk on top of your storm but you're going to walk on top of it too because it was never God's intention for you to stay in the storm it was always his intention for you to walk on top of the storm and so verse 34 Verse 34, and Jesus said, now you got to understand this. Here's Jesus 
asking a question. Sister Thompson, this is Jesus asking a question, okay? Now, I want you to get this. Here is Jesus Christ, God in flesh, asking a question. What would he be asking a question for? He just wanted to see how honest Mary and Martha were going to be. Because honesty always brings the miracle of deliverance. You cannot receive deliverance without honesty coming into your life first. And Jesus was wondering, Mary and Martha, are you guys going to be in, be honest with me and take me and show me what I'm asking? I already know where it's at. I already know where what, what the answer to my question is. But here I want to know, are you about to be honest? In verse number 34. And he said, where have you laid him? Where have you buried him that you're so broken up about? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wasn't just interested in where Lazarus was buried. But he said, girls... I want to know, where is it that your faith and your trust was buried? I want you to be honest with me. I want you to be honest and I want you to get real because when you walked out of that grave, you said never again will I let somebody come into contact and close proximity to my vulnerableness again. Jesus said, honey, I'm wanting to do a great work for you, but I can't do it unless you're willing to open up and reveal to me in your life the place where you won't even let pastor reach in. You see, the reason why that pastor can't even minister to you is because you've got a part of your life that is so closed up and so closed off that you refuse to allow anybody to come in and touch there. And so when you come into church, you lift your hands, you worship, you praise God, and that's all fine and dandy, but there's that portion within your heart. There's that place within your mind that you've got closed off and you've said, I will never allow somebody to reach in to that place anymore. And so what Jesus is saying is this, are you willing to open up that place within your life that you've got closed off and you've said, I'll never let somebody touch it again. Oh, come on now. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to people at home right now. 
I'm talking to people at home right now that you have circumstances within your life that has caused you to be broken, that has caused you to wonder, that has shaken you to your very core. And and you've closed, you've buried it away, you've closed it up, and not even your spouse knows what's going on. That's why in the middle of the night, you'll lie there with tears that will run down your face and you try to be quiet so that your spouse doesn't even know what you're facing. You will, it will be something that will all of a sudden waken you and you'll sit there and you'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden the fear, oh come on now, I'm preaching to somebody. The fear and anxiety will be like a blanket that will rest upon your shoulders and you'll cause, it will cause you to shake at the steering wheel. It will cause you to sit there and look and wonder who's behind me who's gonna do something to me it's something that you thought that you had buried but yet it's something that the enemy has kept alive that has said I'll torment you for the rest of your life I'll use this to hold you hostage from what really is gonna set you free I'll use this to control you I'll use this like a dog leash that I'll make it guide you where I want you to go. I'll use this as something that will never allow you to open up to your spouse ever. I'll use this as something that will always cause you to have fear for your children. I'll use this as something that you will never be able to get the totality of what God wants to give you because you will never ever, ever allow yourself to be so vulnerable in the altar that God will never be able to reach in and make whole the scars that you carry around with you. And when Jesus said to Mary and Martha, where have you laid him? What Jesus was asking was, I want to know, are you willing to take me back to that point in life where everything fell apart? I'm not interested in you taking me back to where you let everybody else go. I'm wondering, are you willing and will you allow me and grant me access into the very areas that only you know about? How far are you willing to let God reach into your life? How far back in the power? Come on now. I feel a witness in the Holy Ghost right now. I feel God's beginning to work right now. How far are you willing to let God go deep within your past? How far are 
you willing to allow God to go where nobody else has been? Mary and Martha said, Lord, I want you to come and see where it all took place. I want you to come and see where everything had broken down. I want you to come and see where it all fell apart. And Jesus came and he saw and he looked and he saw the stone, the grave where Lazarus was buried. But yet as his spirit saw within, he saw the brokenness. He saw that faith and that trust that was inside of the grave that he said, I'm about to resurrect what you had left in there. Because honesty will always let God do a work. And so Jesus said in verse 39, take ye away the stone. Take it away. I cannot do what I want to do with the hardness of heart blocking my spirit. Because the only thing, oh, come on now, somebody. The only thing, you hear me at home right now, the only thing, that is able to stop the moving of God's spirit is the flesh of humanity. And the hardness of, oh, come on now. I have seen human will rise up against the power of creation and the power of creation couldn't go beyond the human will. And God's saying, I cannot do what I want to do in your life with the hardness of heart that is blocking me and stopping me from reaching in and doing what I'm wanting to do. What you've got to do, you've brought him to the graveyard. You've brought him to that point. You've brought him to the place where you've opened up. And now what you've got to do is you've got to drop the hardness of heart. You've got to move aside that which is stopping and holding. You've got to remove that which is going to hinder the moving of his spirit. You've got to drop the hardness of heart. Move the stone away. Move it away. And when Mary and Martha, when they moved that stone away, when the hardness of heart was moved away, and there they exposed inside of the grave where everything laid that they had 
buried. It was a grave that was dark. It was a grave that had no life. It was a grave that was segregated and separated all unto itself where everything was set aside, where nothing that was alive was within, where it was put away, where nobody was able to see within. But yet there were words that all of a sudden had walked into that grave because Jesus stood and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came walking out of that grave. But Lazarus wasn't the only thing that came walking out of the grave that day because right behind Lazarus came a resurrection of faith. It came a resurrection of trust. It came a resurrection of hope that was restored and put back within Mary and Martha. I'm preaching to somebody that it seems like that no matter how many years ago that you put up away and buried something within your life, I hear the voice of the King of Glory. I hear the footsteps of the Almighty walking off of the throne, looking into your grave and declaring, Lazarus, come forth. I'm telling you today that the voice of his spirit is about to give you life. The voice of his spirit is about to restore. I'm telling you that God is about to fill you with his spirit and God is going to give life back where there has been no life hallelujah I feel right now in my spirit I feel right now in the Holy Ghost right now this is what I want you to do This is what I want you to do right now at home, is I want you to begin to pray. And I want you to heed to the voice right now that is saying, reveal to me, show me where everything was broken down. Show me where the graveyard was created. Show to me and reveal to me. I want you to begin to pray right now. I want you to begin to pray right now. Let the Holy Ghost begin to minister. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. God's asking, are you willing to show me? Are you willing to show me? Would you open your heart? 
would you open your mind remove the hardness of heart right now there's a resurrection that's about to take place right now I said there's a resurrection that's about to take place right now come on now somebody that's it with tears running down your face right now begin to get real with the Lord come on tears are running down your face right now begin to get real with the Lord right now thanks for listening to our podcast Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.